Welcome to Stuck in My Mind podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest. He's an entrepreneur, uh, former United States Marine. Welcome to the show, Edwin Carrion. What's going on, brother? Mr. Hefe, thank you for having me here. And to everybody listening out there, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever part of the world you're in, and get ready to listen to some amazing content. So, Edwin, all right, so... Got a couple of questions for you. Right what got you? What got you into the real estate development industry? Uh, what got me into real estate development? That's an awesome question. And my mom, just to sum it all up, my mom is the one that got me into the real develop, real estate development industry. Just prior of me leaving the military, I had no clue what I wanted to do. Twenty two years old, and just like most twenty two years old, we have no idea what we want to do in life, right? So she's like, oh, you should become a developer. I'm like, what's a developer? I had no clue, no idea. And she told me what a developer was. And that's what really got me into real estate development. It was my mom. Okay. So I take it you have a real good relationship. You have a real close relationship with your mom. What what, what are the lessons that your parents taught you growing up? Uh, lessons that my mom taught me growing up. I was raised by a single mom. So there's quite a few lessons that my, my mom and my, my aunts taught me. And I think one of the most important ones is always have good values, be hardworking. But the other very important lessons that I, a lot of us tend to always forget is that to learn not to be like our parents. Learn to always be better than they were before, you know? And, and the reason I say that, not, not in a negative way, I say it in a positive way, is that as we grow up, we saw things in our lives that we didn't like. So if we learn from those mistakes, if we learn from those things and implement that into our kids' lives when we become parents, it just will make us a lot better parents. Yeah, yeah. like you, I was raised by a single mom. She she came over from Puerto Rico in the, in the early 70s. She came with, she had five kids prior to me and she came over with her two youngest ones and the, and the three oldest stood in Puerto Rico until she was ready to stabilize, stabilize here in the, in the United States. So I was raised by a single mom. She's she instilled in me some some great values like you, hard work, uh, being. She taught me that I treat the way I treat people is how they will treat you back in return, and yeah. so that's how that's how I was raised. And and I I love the fact that she regard because I still I had older brothers yes, but it was her and my sister who raised me and. Like I said, they they taught me some great values. Whereas, try I try to. That's why I do. I I, fi- I finally found my my calling and doing my podcast is to because what she instilled in me, and that's me wanting to help people. Because her house was always open to people. Like any anyone anyone came over from the islands, her door was open, and so that showed me that regardless of what. Where, what position I'm in or whatever, if I can help someone out, then I'm, I'm to do it. 
Excuse me. Yeah, no problem. It happens. So, all right. So, how do you? I really agree with what you're saying. That you know, it doesn't matter what position you are in life. If you could impact one person, you know, you're making the the world a better place by just helping one person at a time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, how do you balance your professional life, your professional job, your job, and, and everything, and home? How do you balance that out? Um, how do I balance my professional life and my, and your, and your personal, and my personal life, right? Yes, yes. So, so the way that I do that is that I make sure that I stick and become strict to a schedule in my life. And what I mean by that is that I set priorities of what time is my work and play time and what time is my family time. And that has been one of the biggest things that I have learned throughout these many years being in business is that I don't need to sacrifice family time for work and vice versa. I don't need to sacrifice work for family time. As long as, as I keep that structure always in place, my family is going to have the time that they need and my business is going to get the time that they need from me. And at the same time, not forgetting that I need personal time as well. So making sure that I have personal time for myself throughout that, throughout the day, throughout my life, throughout my weeks and my months. So it's, it's always being strict and setting those priorities and those non-negotiables that, you know what, after 5 p.m. is my family time. After 10 p.m. is my wife time. You know, after we put the kids to bed, we have to spend time together. In the morning, 9 to 5, that's my work time, my play time, my every time. So just setting those structures in place and make sure we set those boundaries. And, yeah, and that's that's key. A lot, that's what a lot of people lack in is – scheduling and and structure and some people don't know how to go about and build that structure so it, it's great to see someone like yourself doing that what what tips can you give people to help them better structure their day okay so some of the tips that i that the, again creating checklist in order to structure your day create a checklist but a weekly checklist, because a lot of times in the morning when I come to the office, I create my daily checklist. And those are things that I know that I want to get done during the day. But at the beginning of the week, on a Sunday night or Saturday or a Friday afternoon, I create my weekly checklist for my next week. What do I want to accomplish next week? That those are things that I need to accomplish throughout my day. And once you create those checklists, whether it's personal, in business, or in life, it takes you farther. It helps you get further along the way. And always make sure that you set measurable and achievable goals. And that's one of the things that a lot of people tend to fail, especially when we get into these diets. Uh, people that want to lose weight, we fail at all the time because we achieve these unmeasurable and unachievable goals versus taking little steps at a time and saying, you know what, next week, all I want to look for is to lose one pound and eat healthier that week and cut down on my sugar. You know, once you start doing that little by little and you start becoming consistent on that, along the way, six months down the road, you're gonna realize, wow, six pounds per week. Now I'm six months down the road, I have lost 24 pounds. What a huge difference that makes. But if we start out putting 20, to lose 24 pounds in a couple of months, you're never gonna make it because it's such an unachievable goal that you have to do a huge sacrifice. And if you're not ready for that huge sacrifice, you're never going to make those. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, 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 
when you make up goals, you have to make goals that your mind is going to be able to believe that are attainable. And when you go and you make some crazy plan of, yeah, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in two months. Your mind doesn't believe that. And so it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. So you're absolutely right. You start off slow, start off walking five, 10 minutes and, and probably not eating that burger that you ate that you've been eating every week or whatever, then extend it little by little, not, not rushing into, cause then people, people go into the gym and like they hit the gym hard for three, four days, burn themselves out and then just stop going. Yes. And yeah. where happens it, every single time. <laughs> and whereas they can, instead of starting off slowly and programming yourself and building yourself up to those numbers, everybody wants to just, instant gratification i guess so instead of working hard working slowly towards it and eventually getting to the point where you can go to the gym and and work out 30 40 minutes it is but again it's baby steps you have to start somewhere yes and and that's where we could always apply that work smart not hard because it's a lot better to work smart and everything than working hard at everything and and the, the example that you put Instead of working hard to try to lose 20, 30 pounds in a month, why don't you just work smarter and change your mindset, change your daily habits, and little by little, eventually you're going to see those results. And those results are going to be long-term results versus short results that maybe you see those 10, 20 pounds, but because you push yourself to lose those 20 pounds in a couple of months, you're going to gain them right back the moment you go back to being your old self. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes it takes some time for you to break a habit. It, it, people say it's 21 days, but it's more than that. You need more time than that. And so again, it, it's a process, yes. but, but now, like I said, people want instant, gra- instant gratification, even, even with us podcasters, some, some people get into podcasting thinking that they're going to get, they're going to have this big, huge audience after they drop their first episode. And it doesn't work that way. It took. I've been doing this for two years, and I've build, been building it up slowly. But I've been building up, building it up. And it's at first, I would have people who didn't, who would, I would reach out, and I would get no, 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 no. And then again, the, but when people started seeing me being more consistent and dropping more episodes, and actually seeing that, hey, this guy is is doing something, I started getting people reaching out to me. Um, I've had some guests, I have, I have had people message me, tell me like they needed to hear a certain episode. And so those things just motivate me to just keep going. And, and I don't do this for, for, to get famous or anything. I do this cause I love doing this. I have a, I have great time talking to people like yourself, especially if someone can listen to what we're talking about and get something from it and benefit from it and grow and develop from it. So that's why I truly do it. And those are the best things in life. When you do things because you love, because of the passion that you have for it, those are the ones that become the most rewarding in your life. And those are the ones that grow the, the best. Yeah, and it, it has. It's, it's, like I said, it's been great. I've had some amazing guests, and they just keep getting more, more and more amazing. And Thank you. Thank I, you. I, yeah, <laughs> no, listen, I, 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 I have – to be able to speak to someone like you, th- th- that's why I love podcasting because you're a self-made man. And to be able to speak to someone like you and, and 
pick your brain and ask you questions. Maybe someone, like I said, maybe someone out there needed to hear your story. Yes. Yeah. And let me correct that real quick. You mentioned self-made. So God I made. Because <laughs> I don't consider myself to be self-made. I consider it to be myself God-made. And, uh, and I call myself a God-made millionaire for a reason because God has made me a millionaire in all aspects of my life. So at this moment today, I'm so blessed that if I were to be laying down on my deathbed today, when I look back at my life, I'm going to be saying, oh my God, what a freaking life I had. Thank you, God, for everything. There's nothing that I'm missing in my life at this moment. Yeah, and no, you're absolutely right. It, for me, it's, I tell people, I've the things that I've been through had, had if God didn't think I was strong enough to hand, take handle the, the things that I've been through in my life, then he wouldn't have burdened me with it. And so the path that I've traveled to where I'm at now, it was, that was my, that was my destiny. That was, those things happened to me for a reason. Those were the things that were, that happened to help me build, to grow into the person I am today. And I'm growing every day. And so your faith was built for this. That's what it is. You yes. know, that was like a, a message that I heard a few weeks ago in church that my faith was built for this to me was that was such an impacting message was because our faith you know when we are our weakest moments when we're going through all the struggles when we're going through all these pains in our lives you know that's when we have to stick to our faith because there's always something greater that's going to come out from it and if i if our faith is built for that you know everything above that is so amazing so great so we definitely need to make sure that we always think that before any challenges in our life, all the challenges that are going to come in our life, that if we stay consistent with our faith, you know, the good times are going to come out. And then we're going to say, you know what? Our faith was built for this. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I, I definitely do. So what what is it that, what is it? Okay, so do you, do you teach this, teach? People, how to become um, real estate real estate uh, developers? Developers, yes. Yes, I, I do. I teach people how to how to become real estate developers. I teach people, the business owners, how to scale their business. How to, you know, if they've been struggling with their business, if they've been, if they are, if their business owns them, I teach them how to turn around and make sure that they own their business because it's not the same thing of. Your business owning you, meaning that you have to be there 24-7 for your business versus you owning your business and kind of becoming like an absentee owner type of thing in a business. And, uh, and just to give you a short idea, uh, a quick idea of that, I own four multi-million dollar companies that I run and I work like around 15 to 20 hours per week running four companies. So how do I do that? I make sure that I... I, I own my businesses and I don't do not let my businesses own me. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, so when it comes to, but do you help business owners in all types of fields or is, is it just in real estate? No, in, in all types of fields. I've been very blessed um, and I have been in multiple industries. I, I own a company in the transportation industry. I have owned companies in the retail side, in the jewelry business. I have owned companies on the construction business. I have owned companies in the, in the investment side of business. 
So I'm in different industries. And that's the, the one thing is that I realize, you know, everybody's like, you know, what is the secret sauce? What is the secret ingredient? I realized what the secret ing ingredient was. And I was able to take that ingredient or those steps or that blueprint from business to business. And every single business that I got into, it became very successful because I always follow the same steps that I learned at a very, at a very young age through trial and error. So hiring a mentor to me is very important because you cut the learning curve. You're able to succeed a lot faster. Uh, can we do it on our own? Of course we can. I have done it on my own many times, but when we hire a mentor, when we have the right person next to us, it just helps us propel a lot faster in business and in life. Oh, no, I agree with you. 100% people, you, you should have mentors. You should have people you, you, you can look up to and, and, and be like, okay, they what did they do? What what secret sauce did they have that I can that might work for me or or just being able to to pick their brain and be able to speak to someone that is in your field and has been doing it for years and has the experience. Obviously, you don't have, if you don't have the experience, it's always great to be able to speak to someone who knows what to do. Yes. And, and listen from people, not, not only people that are in your field, but also learn from other people that are outside your field because your mind just gets broader. And then there's some things that you could implement into this business that you never thought you could implement into this business. Just to give you an idea, I'm, you know, I'm very well, I have over 22 years experience in, in the real estate development business. And when I started my investment fund with my business partner, I brought a lot of things and a lot of ideas of the way that we do things in real estate development and real estate um, capital raising into the investment side that has helped us grow tremendously our business. And not everybody was doing it because everybody thought whatever we're doing, it's only done on the real estate development side, on the real estate side. And having that verse of knowledge of how to do things different ways, it just makes you a lot better when you start a different business because you're able to implement from all these little businesses, little things that work here, that work here, that work here, to make this business even better or to make this business unique. Oh, okay. So, so stuff that you did in the real estate side, you you took it to whatever other side, one some one the other side, and it, it makes sense because it's a proven system. It's a, and that's what that's what a lot of things are. Is if you can find a system that fits you and you truly believe in then you can really work that system to, to to the max because that's again it's it's having faith and belief in what you're doing yes exactly that's what it is oh man that's that's really good man that's that's to me i i love being is being able to speak to entrepreneurs especially because people need to realize being an entrepreneur is not an easy job it is not it's you actually work harder be an entrepreneur than you would work in nine to five job because yes. you're, you're working, you're working much more hours, but some at the beginning for way much less pay. And so, but people, again, people think that, Oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and don't, and just see the success. They don't really see the hard work. They don't see the hours yeah. spent, all the, all the, the trials and tribulations you had to go through. It's it's a meme that it's a meme that I see that it shows the tip of the iceberg and it says success and under the ice and under the water, 
it's everything else that they've been through trying to build that. Yes, no, no. Being, being an entrepreneur is, it's been on a roller coaster. That's exactly what it is. Being on a roller coaster. You have your ups, you have your downs. But, you know, the thing that I like about it the most is that if you stay persistent, if you continue with it, you know, the lows are going to be as challenging and as fun as the highs. And every time you go back up, you go back up higher and higher and higher every single time if you continue being consistent on everything that you're doing. And, and to me, I love that part. And I told my wife many, many years ago, like, I'd rather not make any money in a day and work for myself than work for somebody else and being told what I'm worth on a single day. Yeah. And and listen, I, I, I still work my nine to five. I'm, but I'm working towards building my production company. Build, I've, we, we have an internet radio station, and slowly but surely things are work taking off. And but again, it's me putting in the work, me networking, me going out and speaking to people like you to be able to to pick your brain and and get tips from you and and listen. And, and at first, when I first started, I, I thought it was selfish on my part. Cause I was like, I'm learning all this new, I'm learning all this stuff and I'm getting to speak to some amazing people. And, and one of my guests pointed out to me that, no, that's not selfish. That's actually self-love. That's showing that you want to grow and develop. And that, that is, that's key. That's very big. And since then I'm like, Oh, okay. Awesome. Then it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, but remember selfless will be if you're keeping all this content to yourself. So myself. Yes. And you're not doing that. No. Uh, you're sharing all this content with everybody else and that's amazing that you're doing that but at the same time you need to learn to grow you need to make sure that you're getting all this knowledge because you want something else in the future right yeah. and and i love people that work for other people i love employees as well and because you know there's nothing wrong with with, with an employee not everybody was born to be an entrepreneur yes and if you're not born to be an entrepreneur if you're born to be an employee you need to be the best person you can be you need to learn to be dependable because, you know, once you become dependable, it's, you're great at what you do. You learn everything else. And you have to stop thinking that you're making that person successful. What you're doing is you're helping that person become successful. So you're not making that person be successful. You're helping that person become successful. You, you're part of the team. You're part of the family. And to me, I love that all my employees understand and they believe and they know that I could only grow to the extent that they grow. So the bigger that I get, the bigger that they get. The the, the bigger that I become, the, the bigger my company becomes, the more people that we could help out together, the more families that we could hire, the more employees that we could hire, and that means that we help more families out. So being an employee, it's such an amazing task in somebody's life that is not meant to be an entrepreneur because they have such a huge responsibility and they're such a part of a big mission of that entrepreneur's life yeah 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 absolutely right it's 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 key it's key like being an entrepreneur you need to build an amazing team around you you, you yeah. really do it's it, yes you start off by yourself but eventually you have to grow you have to surround yourself with people with like-minded people people who want to grow and want the same have, have the same vision that you have so I, I, you absolutely people not everyone is meant for entrepreneurship and i don't i don't knock jobs it's people some people that's what they're they, they find a job at, that they love to do that you could probably pay them nothing and they would do that job but 
But yeah. then, again, then again, you find those people who don't love their job. And for me, I wish everyone could find what they love to do. It's, yeah. But it's again, it's it's programming. It's it's. Yeah. And I think I think with a, you know being in business for twenty years and and having a lot of employees throughout the lifespan, one of the things that I notice that makes a person really happy is not so much the financial aspect. Is most of how is it that the person that you're working with treats you? Does he treat you like family? Does he respect who you are? Is he considerate of you? So being being a being a boss, being you know being an employer, being a boss, I learned that. You know, I have to care for the people that are helping me grow. If I don't care for the people that help me grow, they're not going to care for me. Again, going back to what you said that you learned from your parents at an early age, right? Treat people, treat others how you want to be treated. So that's the same thing with me. I learned how to treat others how I want to be treated. And I treat them just as they were my equals. And I have so much loyalty from them because of that, that I'm 100% blessed. But the other thing that I learned as well is that as an employer, I have to hire people that follow and share my values. And the moment that I start hiring people that share my values, that share my beliefs, those are the ones that are going to stick there the longest because that's their happy place. They're, they love working for somebody that believes in them. They love working for somebody that shares their values. They don't work for somebody that doesn't believe in them. So if I'm a believer of God and I hire somebody that doesn't believe in God, you know, that's going to clash between us. Yes. So the same thing, if you're if you're an employee and you go work for somebody that doesn't believe in God, but you're a huge believer of God, you know, you're going to clash with them because he's not going to respect your holidays. He's not going to respect your beliefs. He's not going to understand where you come from when you have to pray for somebody, when somebody's bad or when somebody's ill. So the moment that you start surrounding yourself and working on the environment that is within aligned within your values and your beliefs, your life becomes much better. And the financial aspect is going to come, but they also, you start learning and that person is going to encourage you to grow, to succeed, to continue growing in life. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's to me, to me, again, I, I, like I, I have, I have a great team. I have, and it's family, they're family. We, we, we're building this together and, he, like there's things I don't know that they know and me being able to have trust in them and belief in them and, and be able to like, here, here you go. I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I don't I, This is not my, this is not my forte. Here you go. And to be able to have people that are able to like do like, again, handle things that I can't handle. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's helps me out. Especially, it helps me out a lot, right? Because obviously, it's like obviously I don't know everything, so I want to surround myself with people who know the things that I don't know. And that's what we have to do to continue growing. But gathers, we have to be. We cannot be the smartest person in the room. No, no. If not, then you're not. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yes. That's something you're absolutely. That's something I always say. Yeah, you can't. I cannot be the smartest person in the room because I'm not going to learn anything. I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not going to develop myself. Yeah, and, and, and it's uncomfortable when we're not. You know, it's, as humans, we want to be the smartest ones, right? Yeah. And uh, and and especially as men, you know, we have that ego. Ego. 
you know, we have to be smart. We have to be the, the best. But when, when we're in rooms that we're not the smartest one, we feel inferior and we feel awkward and it's uncomfortable. But that uncomfort for Nellis, it's amazing because you get to learn so much. And, <clears throat> and I'm part of those groups a lot of times. Well, maybe I'm not the smartest business person in that room, but I have other things that I could contribute a lot of value to them that they might not have. So not being the smartest person in the room, that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. It means that you're not the smartest person maybe in that subject in that room, but you might have something else that you could generate a lot of value to other people that they don't have. So having a balance is amazing as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Edwin, this has been great, man. I appreciate you coming by, man. This has been fun, man. I've had a good time talking to you. Now is time where you plug away. You let them find everywhere they can find you at. Okay, so if you guys like what you heard and you want to get to know me, and you can ask any questions you may have. If you're going through any struggles, if you have any questions related in business, in life, in relationships, into whatever you want, you know, just ask. Do not be afraid to ask. That's one of the things that my mentor tells me all the time. Become an ask hole. So ask away. So just go ahead, send me a message, and you can find me on my social media channels at Edwin Carrion78, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or just go to my website, edwincarrion.com. Sign up for my free nine secrets of living a successful life in business and personal. And thank you for having me. Great talking to you, my friend. <laughs> I'm gonna bar- I'm gonna take that ask hole. I like that. I'm ask hole, right? <laughs> I like that one. That was good. Uh, when this, don't don't leave just yet. I, I want to speak to you a little bit after off the camera. But uh, thank you for coming by, brother. It's, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. No, the same, the same. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Many blessings to everybody. All right, now it is time for shout outs. Big shout outs to the Real Wise Fam, Brandy J, Poppy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. Love you, babe, and appreciate you. Big shout out to our guest, Edwin Carrion, for coming through it and sharing his, his knowledge. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out.